Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Trinesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. To Game On with Jackson Stewart. Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing them! Follow Game On with Jackson Stewart on YouTube at Game On with Jack, on the official blog www.gameonwithjack.blog and at the new store www.gameonwithjack.shop. Keep it sexy and game on. What's up, good people, sexy people? Welcome to another edition of Game On with Jackson Stewart. I'm your host, and uh, you know, as always, I appreciate you guys taking time to stop by, check out the show, follow me on social media, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, definitely dive into the concept of men leveling up, right? Becoming the best you you can be, you know, pursuing that evolution of who you are and what you want and what you're about. And tonight we are deep diving into your questions on another edition of Ask Jack. And uh, I get a kick out of these shows. I really do enjoy these particular episodes because it allows me to interact with you guys even more so than just you guys giving me a listen. Before we jump into your question, make sure that you follow me on uh, and follow the show on all things social media, including YouTube at Game On With Jack, Patreon.com, Game On With Jack, blog, Game On With Jack.blog, the Twitter, the X at Game On With Jack, and check out the player shop at Game On With Jack.shop. So without any further hesitation, let's get on to uh, our questions. So first up, we've got listener username 78 writes in, hey, Jackson, enjoy the show. Thanks. I'm struggling to maintain a healthy lifestyle while juggling work and family responsibilities. What are some practical tips for staying active and fit? A listener, that is a great question. And, you know, first up, don't feel alone because this is like everybody's constant um, issue. You know, I shouldn't say issue. It, it's just a constant situation. And think of it like, eating or taking a shower. It's, it's just something that has to be done, right? So you constantly have to keep reevaluating your balance. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about work-life balance. So practical tips, here they go. You know, in no specific order, but I'm a big fan of lists. So list out what your family obligations are. List out what your work obligations are or responsibilities and prioritize that list. And those lists are gonna intersect. So for example, you know, taking your kid to the doctor because they're suddenly sick is gonna be the most important thing. And that might supersede uh, a work phone call. 
Um, now closing a big project that only you can do might jump in front of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, taking the dog to the store to get a new, a new leash. So you kind of have to triage your life and also make sure that both, both parties of your life work and your, you know, family life understand that you are a combination of both. So work knows that you have family responsibilities that are going to pop up, that your family knows you're going to have work responsibilities that are going to pop up and pull you away. Make sure you understand the options that exist in both of those that benefit you. Does your work, do they have a, a, a work life program? Do they have EAP, you know, employment I'm sorry, employee assistance program for dealing with things like stress or health issues or addictions or et cetera. Um, your family, do they have moments when you can focus more on work? Maybe there's times when your kids are asleep. Maybe there's time when your spouse is at work when you can remote in and get some stuff done. So also very important in addition to listing your obligations and um, prioritizing your obligations and to see what exists in both of those two worlds, right, of work and family that benefits you, first and foremost, make sure that you stand in the place that you are not a victim of this balance, but that you are in control of it or that you are in control in spite of it. So don't feel like you're lost because the second you feel like you're lost, you're, you're screwed and you're going to be chasing your tail and playing catch up forever. So be still. You know, also make sure you look at self-care, things like meditation, things like eating right, things like exercising, because the healthier you are, the better you can juggle these two giant um, aspects of who you are, work and family. Okay. And also finally, make sure that you recognize your own symptoms of when you're, you're burned out in either so that that way you're not limping on a broken leg, so to speak, or driving on a flat tire, so to speak with your family, with work, and that you know when to pull back and take care of you, not anybody else, not any other projects at work or at home, but take care of yourself. So listener, hope that helps out. Uh, fitness guru Kate writes in, Jackson, I've hit a plateau in my workout routine. How can I break through it and keep making progress? Awesome question. Um, a couple things I've learned. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, first up, if you don't have a trainer or somebody at maybe the gym that you go to, if you do go to a gym, seek out somebody there who is a, a trained professional because they could probably give you some pointers like, you know, right off the gate. Make sure you get a physical because maybe your plateau could be caused by a, a health condition that you're unaware of. With those two things being taken care of, well, then if you hit a plateau, let's say you've got a workout routine at home that you've been seeing benefits from, and all of a sudden you see you kind of, you know, things are the same, switch it up. That's one of the most important things to getting out of a plateau, shock your body. So let's say you were doing kettlebell swings. You guys know Jackson loves kettlebell swings. And you're starting to see your gains are not increasing. Well, then maybe you go to other types of strength building. Maybe you go to push-ups. Maybe you go to pull-ups. If you're on the cardio side of the equation um, and you're you know, doing a lot of elliptical work or treadmill work and you're not burning 
body fat or you're not seeing an increase in endurance like you were before and you're leveling out, switch it up. Go to things like HIT, the high-intensity workout routines. Go to things like weightlifting, um, kickboxing or martial arts training, CrossFit. So if you're stuck in a plateau in your workout routine and you want to break through it and keep making progress, switch up your routine. And it doesn't have to be super drastic. You don't have to go from, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing my bicep gain, so I'm going to go increase the weight by another 100 pounds or I'm going to start, um, you know, doing some other routine that I heard about but it's potentially dangerous. No, it could be a subtle change, right, that just makes your body start to learn again. And think of it that way. Like, if you knew everything there was to know about first-grade math, and I hope you do. <laughs> but you wanted to get that sensation of learning math to the next level, well, I'd give you a third grade math book. You're like, okay, wow, this is new stuff. So you're just basically giving your body something new to learn. And make a chart of your plateau. You know, so if you see that you do this workout routine, you're seeing gains up until you know, a month or two months, that's probably the way your body operates. So, you know, when you get close to a month or two months on every workout, it's time to change things up. And the good thing about changing up is, so if you go from kettlebells to push-ups, or you go from elliptical to treadmill or to hiking, then by the time your body's plateaued on hiking, you can go back to elliptical, right? So by the time your body's plateaued on push-ups, you can go back to kettlebells. It's almost like your body only remembers like one workout at a time. And that's good because you can constantly keep resetting and changing the game. Active Dad Mike writes in, as a busy dad, I find it hard to prioritize self-care. What are some simple yet effective self-care practices I can incorporate into my daily routine? Active Dad Mike, great question. I know I keep saying great question, but they're really good questions. <laughs> um you're an active dad, so you're a busy person. And whether it be because you're an active dad or you could be a CEO or you could be a CFO, you could be working a weird shift, like you work a midnight shift. Like, so you're up against the fact that you're busy. And some of that busyness is also during your waking hours or daytime hours, right? So self-care. And all right, so real talk, this is, <laughs> this is my hill that I'm always dying on, self-care. A couple of self-care practices you can incorporate in your daily routine. First up, I'm going to say make sure you go and get a physical. You want to make sure you're starting out at a foundation that is healthy, okay, or whatever health is at your level. That having been said, daily routine, wake up a little bit earlier if you can. Get your body used to getting up. Maybe even, you know, if you get up at 6, get up at 5.45. You get up at 5.45, get up at 5.30. And that extra, extra 15 minutes literally could be an extra hour a week, right? Now, you don't want to, like, get up so early you're killing yourself. But in that extra 15 minutes, maybe you can meditate, okay? Maybe you can read something that's good for you, you know, or something that's beneficial for you. You can take a walk. You can get back in touch with nature. Maybe you sit out in the seasonal room and just have a cup of tea, so I'd suggest, one, making a, getting a physical. Two, making a list of what you feel is self-care. 
it's different for everybody. And it's different for every person at different times. Some people self-care is going to a coffee shop, getting a cup, cup of coffee by themselves. Some people like to go hiking. Whatever it is, make sure you list it. And then get yourself that extra time during the day to use it. And make a list of things you do during the day that you maybe don't have to do or don't have to do as long or don't have to do every day. So let's say every day you set aside you know, a half hour of budgeting. Well, maybe you only have to do that three days a week. You don't have to do it every day of the week. So the days you don't do that thing, you now have time to do self-care. Consider reading. Consider doing a puzzle. Um, consider stretching. Even if you're not working out, just stretch. I find that those things are all things that can really boost your overall well-being while effectively helping out um, with your self-care, all right? So and one thing with self-care, active dad, might, there might be days that you can get more in, and some days where you got to do less. You got to make sure you protect it, because once you start letting self-care slide, the things in your life that take away from your self-care time are not going to give that time back. They're just going to increase. So you have to put up boundaries that are almost irrefutable, like, no, this 15 minutes in the morning is my hiking time or my meditation time or my prayer time or when I read, or when I make coffee, whatever it is. And realize that some days what you did for self-care yesterday is not what you're going to do today or tomorrow. And that's fine. But also make sure that you realize that self-care is a must. You have to do it and treat it like you are taking care of another person, like one of your kids. The level of importance you would put towards taking care of another person, you need to put that back on yourself. So go with that and um, you know, make sure you run with that, that take care of yourself. GamerGeek88 writes in... I spend a lot of time gaming and worry about its impact on my health. Are there any ergonomic tips for maintaining good posture and reducing eye strain while gaming? Gamer Geek. All right, cool. I like this question. I like them all, but Gamer Geek, he, he plays games. Hell, I like a good video game. I'll be real with you. I'm enjoying some Diablo right now. I'm a responsible adult. I take care of my business. I'm also a gamer. You know, gamers are not what we picture, you know, in the, in the uh, satire, you know, some nerd with giant glasses who does not talk to people. There, And I put up some of this on my Instagram. Uh, there are some phenomenally amazing, talented athletes, celebrities, uh, influencers who you would not think play, you know, play video games, but they do. And so... I really applaud this because what we've got is someone who plays games who is also looking at their health, all right? So ergonomic tips. One, make sure that you have a good gaming chair or a good chair that you play games in. You don't want to sit in such a way you're slouching all the time or, you know, hunched over all the time. That's going to eventually bother you. Take breaks. You know, I think uh, you could look it up, but I'm pretty sure you shouldn't game sitting still any longer than like 20 minutes or half an hour. Even if you pause it, get up and stretch, you know, walk around the house a little bit and then come back and play. 
if it's one of those games like a MMO RPG, I think, or MMO PG, if I got the phrase right, that you can't normally pause, well, with the controller, stand up, you know, stretch your legs, shake them out, and then get back to playing. Reducing eye strain, you know, that goes back to try not to play for longer than 20, 30 minutes. Um, you know, blink, consider <laughs> eye drops, stay, stay hydrated. Okay. Don't sit there and, um, don't drink water all day. Cause you're going on a binge and some days you're going to binge. Some days you're like, cool. The day I'm taking off, I'm playing grand theft auto all day. That's fine. But just make sure that you don't do that all the time. You know, all things in moderation and that you also don't fall into a bad habit of, you know, eating bad while you're gaming. Sure, you can have nachos, whatever crap food you want to eat, but not all the time. All right. So get a good chair, take breaks, blink, consider eye drops, drink fluids and listen to your body. If you are, you know, having aches and pains and, and issues with your eyes, well, then, you know, you got to cut back. And if you wear contacts or glasses, next time you're at the eye doctor, tell them you like to play games, right? You look at a screen a lot. And, you know, are your eyes showing any signs of, of, uh, of problems, you know, early on? Healthy Nut Emily Jackson, I've been considering adopting a plant-based diet. Any advice on making the transition and ensuring I get all the necessary nutrients? Ooh. Well, healthy nut emily i know jack shit about a plant-based diet first thing i recommend talk to your doctor uh, i know i always say that but really like your body is is a is your launching pad if it's a bad launching pad then you could be putting yourself in a situation that's not going to be healthy so if you have any kind of situations where your body is looking for nutrition or proteins that you won't get or won't get in the same amount if you shift to just a plant-based diet you want to know you want your doctor to let you know your doctor, a good doctor, is an ally in you living a long, successful, and, and healthy life with good quality of life, right? So start there. Two, maybe consider getting a dietitian or a nutritionist. Let them know, you know what you're looking at, what you're going to do. And then from there on, you can dive into any of the many programs that um, are more plant-based. But I would things I would recommend against is just jumping into it. So if you're like eating steak today and all of a sudden tomorrow you're like, forget it. I'm all about just eating salads. That might just not be some shock you want to put your body through. Plus, psychologically, you may not be able to maintain that. You may break halfway through this uh, this plant-based diet. And then you're going to, you know, you may break bad and fall back into eating habits that you don't like. So go see a doctor. Consider maybe a, a nutritionist or a dietitian. Ease into it slowly. And also a big component is socially add people into your life. So when you go out to eat, you're not surrounded by a bunch of meat eaters who are going to give you shit. Or you're not going to be around a bunch of meat eaters who while they're like choking down a, <laughs> you know, a bag of, uh, of fried chicken or, or wings or burgers, you're sitting there with just a bowl of leaves. So you want people in your life that are going to support what you're doing. Um, even, you know, subconsciously or, or unconsciously um, back up this new change in your lifestyle. All right. So good luck.
Next question, outdoorsy adventure. I love the great outdoors, but my city life makes it tough to get out often. How can I incorporate nature into my daily routine and de-stress from city living? Outdoorsy adventure. I love this because a lot of people, and this kind of goes back to the self-care, a lot of people neglect that connection that we have with nature. I mean, we're part of nature. We're living, breathing creatures. And whether it be therapists or doctors or because of your stress results or the medical field, and I'm not a doctor, but it's been my experience, a large portion of the medical field field will recommend that you get back in touch with nature for your mental health, if nothing else. So you like to get outdoors, but you're a city liver, you're a city dweller, one of them city slickers out there. Um, how do you incorporate nature into your daily routine? First up, I'd recommend get a plant, get a, get a series of plants, big, giant, green, leafy, <laughs> um, you know, add add-ons and additions into your home. Um, a lot of people that I know that get in touch with nature shift up or add into their diet drinking tea. And, and it, it does bring them back into a place of de-stressing. Consider adding a, a homeopathic, uh, I should, I'm sorry, I should say uh, an aromatic aspect to your life. Things that smell like nature to you, put that in your house too. I'd, but I'd say the biggest thing you could do are, is the plant life in your house. And then consider maybe finding a local trail that while it may not be a full-blown excursion to camping or to the woods, that it is at least a trail you can take that's not too far from the city. Hell, may even be in the city you can walk and enjoy. Maybe your city has a, um, a botanical gardens. Maybe your city has a greenhouse that's open to the public. Take advantage of that and, and walk through it and embrace it until the times when you can get out on, on a longer trip and enjoy yourself. All right, next question we've got. Sleepless nights, one, two, three. <laughs> uh, Jax and I often have troubles falling asleep, and it's affecting my productivity. Any tips for improving sleep quality and establishing a bedroom routine? Ooh, man, I'm the, probably the last person that should be answering this question. But sleepless nights, uh, here's what I've learned. So I have trouble getting sleepy. And I'm also a, I'm a functional day person, a functional midday person, but I'm really a night person. So when everybody's going to bed, I want to stay up. That's just, that, that's me. And then having, having been said, knowing that about myself, I do know that my body, <laughs> excuse me, needs more sleep than it, it tells me it wants. And I realize that sleep is, is key towards a healthy lifestyle. So tips for improving sleep that I've learned over the years, cut digital um, and also cut stimulus and stimuli about a half hour before bedtime. So no, no gaming, gamer geek before you go to bed about 20, <coughs> excuse me, about 20 minutes before bedtime. Uh, screen time, look at your phone. Once you get into the bedroom, put that shit down, knock it off. The agreed temperature that most people feel comfortable sleeping is about 68, I think, 68 degrees is what I'd heard. 
So between 68 to 65 degrees, you want that temperature in your bedroom or wherever you are sleeping. If you want to read, you know, read 20 minutes before bedtime. If you're going to drink, stop drinking alcohol about a half hour, half hour before bedtime. I can't talk like always. Um, and some people may say, but Jack, when I drink, it helps me get sleepy. No, it's helping you pass out. But whatever your routine, start small. So just start with cutting out screen time a half hour before you lay down. Um, or maybe consider taking melatonin. Now, talk to a medical professional before you just start taking stuff to help yourself get to sleep. But whatever the routine is, make it a routine. But don't feel like if you screw up tonight, oh my God, I didn't cut screen time at 10 o'clock and I'm, it's 10.30 and I'm going to bed. No, why? Today, you just didn't do it. Tomorrow, you will. So don't beat yourself up over uh, slips in your routine. But just get right back to it tomorrow. So temperature in your bedroom, cutting screen time, cutting alcohol about a half hour before. Uh, don't eat right before bedtime. You know, try and stop eating about maybe an hour or two before bedtime if possible. Look at your bed. How does it feel? Your mattress, how old is it? Your blankets, your pillows, all these things that make you feel comfortable. Are they doing the job? Check those things out, incorporate them, uh, wash, rinse, repeat, you know, your bedtime routine. Also, I like, uh, if I really want to get good sleep, I take a shower before I get to bed. So uh, consider that and uh, good warm water. If it's too cold, it's going to shock me awake. If it's too hot, it's going to shock me awake. So there's that cool water middle ground that's going to help me, uh, you know, count sheep a little bit faster. But sleepless nights, I wish you luck, because for me, sleep has always been the challenge. It, oof, me and sleep don't get along, because I like to get stuff done all the time. Smooth Lover Sarah, I enjoy... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Smoothie Lover Sarah, I thought that was Smooth Lover Sarah. Uh, I enjoy starting my day with smoothies, but I'm running out of creative recipes. Can you share some unique and nutritious smoothie ideas? Wow. Um... I don't know how unique I, I can give you, but I, I'm a big fan of whey protein, especially if it's after a workout. But in the daytime, and you know, first in the morning, I've had. Um, I'm sorry, you're, you're asking for recipes all throughout the day. I'm sorry, I thought um, some other reason I was thinking about in the morning. Uh, two scoops of whey protein, some type of fruit, specifically something that complements. I like the chocolate whey protein flavor. So, strawberries, uh, raspberries. I'd say about a half a cup of oatmeal, skim milk, blueberries, and a couple of dashes of cinnamon and blend it. Let it cool out and then drink it. If you don't like it super thick, cut the oatmeal a lot and then just kind of play around with it. Big fan of that. Um, once again, chocolate whey protein and mango slices. You know, I'm a big fan of that also. Uh, green machine drinks, you know, we're primarily, you're just getting a lot of greenery. So if you really want to get something adventurous and unique, try, uh, blueberries, raspberries, kale, and pineapple flavored, uh, uh, sea moss gel and put that in like with just a little bit of skim milk, 
blend it up to your your preference you know taste it and then check it out and then uh let let that sit and then <laughs> give it a shot the thing i like about smoothies is even if you screw it up you can fix it by just a couple of additions and it's easy to make note next time like don't do that again or do do more of that right so those are my recommendations but i, I really like putting in a whey protein with my smoothies it really does it's filling um, as I've been told, it helps my muscles heal after a good hard workout and, and it tastes good. So good luck with that. Like, uh, you know, I, I like that question. Well, let's see, we've got time for two more questions. Um, yoga newbie three, four, five writes in, I'm interested in trying yoga, but I'm not very flexible. Should I be concerned and how can I get started as a beginner yoga newbie? You're about to get. The game on with Jackson Stewart, first answer. Make sure you've seen a doctor for a physical. And, and the reason I say that is yoga is great, and really anybody can start yoga. Uh, but you just want to make sure that your body is ready for it. Once you get that green light from the doc, you're a, a, you know, a beginner, you've never done it before, okay, that's fine. There's lots of yoga studios that will give you a free trial, like one free class to see if you'd like it. You want to make sure that they know you're new so that they don't push you. After you get a couple classes under your belt, or if you want to just jump into, you can look on YouTube. There's countless amazing yoga instructors on YouTube. You're going to need some equipment, uh, a yoga mat, you. That's really <laughs> pretty much all you need. You might want a yoga block um, on a bottle, a, a water bottle. You can get most of that stuff dirt cheap at like a, a five below or target in you know, a lot of these places sell yoga material, very inexpensive. And, and you can, you know, jump into it, but more so ease into it. Very, very gen, gingerly, gingerly, I'm sorry, gingerly, not gentle, very gingerly, very easy as a beginner. One of the tips I'll tell you, well, first of all, don't be concerned. You're not very flexible. Everybody's got a, a flexibility limit. And that's the beauty of yoga is it will help you move past that limit without destroying your body. Make note of where you are, be patient with yourself and, and ease into, you know, the next stages of yoga. And you'd be surprised. I know tons of people cause I do yoga. I know lots of people who started out not being able to do a damn thing. And then they stuck with it and got like certifications in it. And so Celebrate your successes today. Maybe you couldn't do a downward dog tomorrow. Maybe you're doing, you know, downward dog with one leg up. That's the beauty of yoga. It constantly builds on itself and you can get better and better. We've got time for one, uh, one more question. Coffee addict, Steve, I rely on coffee to get through the day, but I want to come back on caffeine. Any alternative energy boosting methods? Oh, no more coffee. <laughs> Steve, I get it and where you're coming from. And that's actually very good that you are addressing this because coffee, coffee can be a bad thing. And it's, it's almost like sinister because we just think, oh, I'm going to pound two cups of coffee and go take over the world and get a bunch of shit done. It's like a, it's like a medal of, of accomplishment, right? That, that we feel we have, but, um, green tea, material now is is very impressive for supplementing your your coffee 
caffeine requirements. Um, there's not a lot of foods that I know of personally that, you know, if, oh, go out and eat like 18 pine nuts and it feels like you just had a, a double espresso. But just look at how you cut back. You don't want to go cold turkey necessarily, or at least it's been my experience not to do that because I'd get like a caffeine headache, but just ease up. So instead of drinking a whole pot of coffee a day, you might just have three, three cups. Then eventually you wing yourself down to two and then just down to one. But check out green tea. Um, you know, don't go crazy with energy drinks. I think, and trust me, I I enjoy energy drinks, but they can be they cannot be good for you, and that's just real talk. But uh, yeah, try the green tea and try things that you might not think are energy boosting, but are alternative energy boosting, like meditation, like yoga. Uh, consider working out. One of the greatest ways to get an energy boost is to go spend some energy, a quick run, a quick lift, and, you know, look at the benefits that you'll feel from that overall. Folks, these are some amazing ask questions. And, you know, in the past, when there's been an Ask Jack 1, there's an Ask Jack 2, because I still got tons of questions left over. But I want to keep the show down to our normal time frame. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check out the 15 confidence commandments go to gameoutwithjack.aweb.page sign up you'll get them sent to you automatically all social media game out with jack game out with jack.blog and game out with jack.shop you've been listening to game out with jackson stewart hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe leave me a review and stay connected with me <laughs> on all social media for more inspiring content go out there and play and get yours Until next time, keep it sexy and game on.